You are now tuned in to Owen's Exhibit. Welcome back, listeners. This is your host, Owen Patterson, and we're here today to discuss all things related to fashion and entrepreneurship. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming a guest, Nate Bramer, who is the designer and owner of Blueberry Hill. Nate, um, kind of, I'll talk about how I actually got connected with you. It was through a mutual connection, my brother, and just hearing uh, how you guys knew each other was actually through football and you guys played together your um, your senior year. So I think it's great that my brother was able to connect us and I'm interested to hear about your story. So I'll allow you to give a brief rundown of yourself and what you've been up to. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, it's definitely a pleasure to be able to come on here and uh, also support something that I think is a really good movement. I think it's cool for kids to have uh, just an outlet to be able to be creative in their own sense. So uh, first and foremost, I think the podcast is just great. So I want to say I appreciate you for having me on here. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, so my my immediate roots, for sure, I always uh, like to pay homage to Southern Oregon, for sure. So um, I got a lot of California in my background. That's kind of like home to me. But I will say that uh, going to South Medford High School and stuff like that, you know, that's a big thing for me to always, uh, you know, just look back on. And uh, a lot of great people that I've met in that area, you know, I have a lot of family that's from there. So I always like to pay homage, like I said, because uh, I think it's cool to be able to um, be super creative and, uh, you know, just be able to, uh, actually expand your life in such a sense of not just like living in, you know, kind of like a small town world. So that's just kind of how I've always been, you know, um, I feel like growing up and being a kid in like a small town vibe. And, uh, I kind of just had a lot of experiences where, you know, my family in, uh, Southern California, I would go there every summer and, spend the summers there and see like how like real life seemed like to be so much bigger and cooler and just like all kinds of just experiences and uh just different man like it's a lot just a bigger city vibe um definitely a lot more culture for sure so I feel like more so my creative ideas just would spin in my head when I even starting as a kid from drawing and things like that you know I think I was just cooped up in a little box in like a small town area and I feel like that's what made me uh want to just express myself as much as I could so great well I think you kind of summarized just about everything and we're going to definitely build on those concepts and ideas later so we're going to start by doing some icebreaker questions just allowing the audience to understand your interests and passions so the first one you kind of already answered which is where are you from so you said you grew up your entire life in southern Oregon yeah, basically, I mean, I would spend a lot of summers down in Southern California. So like, after high school, that's kind of when I went, which we can get into that, because that is, ba that's like the huge leap into um, the main success that I even had after high school, because I do have a really crazy story, actually, of basically a job that I got like in the music industry, which started all this stuff that I'm doing now. So we'll get into that. But yeah, definitely want to pay homage to the Southern Oregon thing. because I think it's cool to uh, just represent like, you know, where you're from, obviously, I've, I've always been a fan of that and just 
you know, I'll, I'll pay those routes to California too, but um, yeah, I think I definitely want to, you know, commend Southern Oregon for that being part of my life for sure. Right. Yeah. No, there's definitely no hiding where you're from and kind of your origin. It's always great to pay homage. Um, yeah. What are some of your hobbies? Would you say? Um, you know, man, I think that, uh, I'm sure most people who know me know that, uh, hobbies for sure for me are definitely just, uh, I would say new music taste for sure. Just, uh, kind of just the scene of music, you know, just what's going on. I have a huge interest in that. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm a water guy, man. Like I love, I love the beach, like for sure. That's like my, my sanctuary by far. So anything that involves being on the water, I'd say is great. Obviously love to travel. I think that, uh, new experiences, new places, new people is awesome. Um, I just, I stay really busy. So hobbies right now in my life aren't definitely like a crazy priority. However, if I had to choose some for sure, I think it, it would just be like traveling, experiencing good times with my friends, uh, my family, my relationships, uh, my girlfriend, especially. And, uh, you know, just stuff like that, man. Just, I think just learning new things, experiencing new things in life with the people that are close to me for sure. So, yeah, that's really important. And now to the next question is what's the most un underrated accessory in your opinion? Underrated accessory. Wow. That's a great question. Underrated accessory. You know, this I've seen a lot because um, I've been seeing this lately and it's a lot of like uh, the little like, um, it's almost like a lighter holder that attaches to like your belt. Like I see okay. Chrome Heart has ones and I don't even, I don't even smoke or anything like that. I just think it's so cool. It's not even that it's necessarily underrated. I think it's more so overlooked. I just think that not only can it complement a wardrobe, but I think it's just such a handy accessory that I think is cool. I don't know what it is. I just think it's pretty sick. So. Yeah. I think you gave it a great title, like just overlooked. I wouldn't have ever yeah. thought about that. For sure. Yeah, no, I know. I, I haven't too much either, but I've been seeing it a little bit lately. And I'm like, man, that's kind of fresh. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's a possibility of something you design later getting into leather goods? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, um, I always have the idea of doing some kind of shoe in the back of my head, but like way later down the road, but that definitely taps into leather for sure. I mean, card holder accessories for sure i absolutely obsess over like men's wallets um i think that's great and even more so like women's uh leather goods for sure i think that um purses and handbags and things are just such a great like beautiful creative aspect of uh design and fashion for sure i think that obviously a women's handbag has been a staple piece from the jump and i think it'd be something really amazing to get into but I do see that coming down the line for sure. Not, not right now, but eventually. Yeah. So you mentioned your interest in music. So if you were to host a music festival or if you were to go to your ideal music festival, what are three headliners that you'd want to see? Man, that's a great question because I always, I always could see myself doing some like a, of a pop-up and a music fest at the same time. Um, you know, I might get some hate for this because of recent news, but definitely Travis Scott, for sure. I mean, I think he is by far the most outstanding performer I've ever seen. 
Um, I've been fortunate enough to see him quite a few times. And then um, I would definitely say Drake because Drake is for sure my favorite artist. And I think that uh, just the impact that he has with his fans, I think is cool. So it'd be cool to have that for sure. And then uh, I will always go back to my roots with this guy. His, uh, he goes by Johnny Drama. So this is the kid who uh, he uh, basically helped me shape my life into the fashion industry, which I'll go go from. But he is actually, uh, he's a music artist that's from Long Island, New York, who uh, is one of my best friends, definitely one of my brothers for sure. And uh, he's a great artist. And I just think that uh, it'd be cool for some people to see his face as well. But it's tough to only pick three, man. Like I'm a huge, my music taste is very uh, versatile. You know, I love, I definitely love like YSL, what those guys are doing with Gunna and Thug and those guys. And then uh, Little Baby, I mean, he's just the freshest guy out, I think. So Future too. those are my guys. I mean, I just love the Atlanta hip hop scene right now. Um, they're basically dominating the game. So if I had to pick three, that'd be like a do or die thing. But that whole variety of a category, I think I could, be okay with any one of those guys yeah that sounds like a festival that wouldn't disappoint for sure absolutely yeah that'd be the plan now we can get into the actual real thick of the conversation which is kind of talking about how you've gotten into fashion and how you've started to develop this brand so the question I want to start out with is did you always envision starting a brand um I think so that the, the answer to that would be yes um, I did never foresee it to become possible. Um, but yes, absolutely. That was definitely my main goal because, um, I've just always been so into fashion and creative stuff and things like that. And, uh, yeah, to be honest with myself, for sure, that was definitely always something that I saw. I just didn't know where to start. Yeah. So you've kind of mentioned this story or this journey that you've gone through. Can you kind of develop on this and um, elaborate on how you've come to this point in your life where you decided I'm going to focus on designing clothes like what job did you start out with yeah so um, that's basically like the mold of what started all this so um, actually when I was in high school you know I was super involved in sports and arts and all that stuff so I did have a lot of hobbies and a lot of creativity going on but uh, you know sports wise I think that um I was always very talented at it and I did think that that was something I could foresee in my future, but in the back of my mind, it was always just like clothes and fashion and music and all that stuff. And I, uh, in high school, you know, I, um, I was the type of kid that pretty much was like somewhat on the straight line. Like, you know, I didn't really party, nothing like that. I didn't get into like drinking or doing drugs or anything like that at all. Um, but what I will say is I was just always super into music. So from a young kid, you know, I was that kid that would go to uh, like Sam Goody's or whatever and pick up like the new Little Wayne album or, or like, you know, Chief Keef album, um, Kanye West, guys like that. You know, I would just get these albums and I would listen to them all the time because I was super into music. And uh, that kind of transitioned into where SoundCloud developed, you know, and uh, SoundCloud, I think, was that the... Um, just the creative space for guys that we didn't really know about to, you know, come about. And uh, I think that I was that kid that um, really what I would do is I would just like almost be like a little hacker and try and find like the newest guys that nobody knew about and like put them onto my friends. And uh, 
you know, that's what I would do for a while. And um, I found this kid on SoundCloud and his name is Johnny Drama. So this is the guy that I mentioned previously, who's now one of my best friends. You know, he's very, I'm very close with this guy. So in high school, you know, um, I found out about this kid and uh, not even knowing where he lived or whatever the case was, you know, I just thought he was dope. He made cool music and I started to share it with my friends. You know, my friends thought he was cool, put him on a little bit. And uh, I kind of reached out to him in a sense, because this is where I was more so getting a little bit older. So I think I was like a senior in high school. And um, my fashion sense at this point, I had like a little bit of an obsession with like, you know, music and fashion go hand in hand. So you see what hot artists are wearing this and wearing that. And then you start to understand brands and things like that. So I was very knowledgeable about that. And when I had came across this kid, this guy, Johnny Drama, um, I just noticed that he was just insanely great at making music. And I just thought that maybe I could bring a little aspect into his life of what he had going on creatively. And uh, so I just shot him a message. I think at the time it was over Twitter and uh, him and I kind of connected, um, talked back and forth. Cause at this point he was trying to like, you know, make his like come up into what he was doing. I just had a lot of belief in him. I don't know what it was. I just thought his sound was different, very melodic, just a really good artist. And that kind of started somewhat of a friendship. And uh, he actually had a show in San Jose. And at this time I had just graduated high school. And uh, I think back then, you know, I was pretty independent on my own. And I think I took like a couple hundred bucks that I had left in my pocket or something. I don't even remember. And I flew to his show in San Jose and, uh, met him and had a great time, you know, kind of fit in with like his little posse that he had going. And then from there, we kind of talked like, okay, like Nate, you know, what can you bring to the table for what I have going on? And it just became this really dope friendship. So I have a lot of guys in New York that I was hanging out with. And then, uh, you know, I was basically at this time, um, you know, moving back to California with nothing in my pocket, just wanted to get out of a small town, you know what I mean? And, uh, just working like odd jobs and stuff like that, whatever I could basically do to uh, kind of afford to keep flying back to New York and back to LA just to uh, be able to like, you know, intermingle with this group and this guy, Johnny drama, because I just had a belief in what he had going on. And uh, that kind of led up to him starting to really blow up, like in a sense, you know, so he started just really having a lot of success and doing his thing and this and that. And, uh, that came to a point where on the side, I started making like a little bit of merchandise for him here and there, just like some custom cool t-shirts that the little like fan groups would buy and things like that. So it turned in kind of cool. And then I think that transitioned to me having more of like a serious role into what he had going on because, um, you know, we had like the photographers, we had the DJ, this and that, but I think that, uh, you know, having like a creative guy in that sense when it comes to fashion and the music is really goes hand in hand, like I said. So, I think he saw, you know, it was important for me to like be involved in that sense. And uh, I thank him for having the opportunity, you know, to give me to be a part of that because I mean, us being young, you know, we were risking basically everything we could to take chances and go this place, try to get this show, this and that. So um, as he started to blow up, um, he actually ended up getting signed to Interscope Records. So that's when everything transitioned and got really serious. So that's basically how that all led up to the next point of the story. Okay. And so during this time, you're kind of just super motivated and you really want to kind of 
cement yourself in this group because you see that they're really driven to create something and start kind of building themselves as actual artists and people of significance. So you just wanted a piece of that and kind of you felt like you belonged? Yeah, I just felt like um, it's just crazy, man. I, I, I do really believe in a lot of manifestation things and stuff like that. You know, I always do. Um, I think that at the time it just seemed kind of crazy, but it seemed right. You know, I was kind of like flowing in that path of like something, yeah, that I wanted to be a part of for sure. But at the same time, I wanted to bring something to the table and like, you know, actually be like, not like a, not like a, hey guys, I'm going to hang on for the ride type of thing. You know, I right. just wanted to actually, you know, bring an essential uh, piece to the puzzle for the, what he had going on. So I think that, um, yeah, it was just kind of a crazy moment in life being young and taking chances and taking risks and this and that. And it, it definitely ended up all paying off for sure. That's awesome. So your first introduction to kind of creating clothing was making merchandise. And then you kind of saw that this was a possibility and something that you saw maybe you could kind of customize and make your own rather than just making merchandise? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit more beyond that. So basically, I was like that kid in high school that my mom would buy me clothes and then I would end up tie-dyeing them or bleaching them or distressing pants or whatever just to kind of like be a little bit different. And uh, at the time, when I started making the merchandise for him right after high school, it was just kind of like the same thing, like DIY stuff, you know, kind of thing like that, like just more so trying to make just some cool, you know, stupid things for like the fans or whatever. And necessarily like kind of like tour merchandise a little bit, if you may say. Um, but the big introduction to all that was when he got signed to Interscope, um, everything got a lot more serious. So instead of being more so on like the design side, I actually got an opportunity to be his clothing stylist. So that's where everything came back as far as like the brand knowledge and the fashion knowledge and, uh, basically the label and him, they gave me a huge opportunity to actually be like, Hey, like I'm going to style this guy in all of his music videos, photo shoots and stuff like that. So that's when it got really serious for me. Okay. So your career kind of seems like it was very versatile. You kind of were able to dive into many different um, possibility and facets of not only clothing design, but also fashion in it's all like you got involved in styling and also creating was there any one thing in particular that you saw as something you really enjoyed and wanted to keep pursuing? That's what brought you to creating clothing. You kind of saw that your lane was in fashion design. Yeah. I mean, I think that I always had a knack for it for sure. What is your reason for creating clothing? Is it an outlet for expression? Is it something you do for um, a means of making men, uh, ends meet, like what is your reason for creating clothing? So um, I think the main reason for me creating the brand that I've created is honestly, uh, number one, it's definitely self-expression for sure. I think it's very cool to take the ideas in my head and actually design the pieces myself and bring them to the consumer. But on the flip side of that, um, my biggest thing is about quality, man. So like, you know, I, I think it sucks that there's people who are spending 90 to $150 and plus more on streetwear t-shirts that are, you wash them once and it's, it's not really that great anymore, you know? So I think that my biggest backbone behind this whole brand and stuff is really, um, 
bringing like a different quality of clothing to the consumer for an absolutely affordable price because I think that's cool man like I think it's it's cool that the kid who works in high school maybe at a McDonald's or a jack-in-the-box and he knows that there's a release coming out on a Friday and he can afford to buy it because like he wants to wear it you know and my goal is to you know be that type of uh direct to consumer kind of guy just to bring that like really great quality with good artistic ability to the consumer that is an affordable price so I think on on a flip side of that is um, definitely an expression for my own artistic ability for sure. But it's just, I think it's a vital thing for a customer to be able to be happy with not only what they purchase, but what they're going to wear and how it feels. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can definitely support the idea of creating quality clothing, something that's going to last. And uh, it's also great to see that you're able to find an outlet for expression and you found something that allows you to continue to exercise your creativity. What is the significance of the name Blueberry Hill? Yeah, man, that's probably the most popular question, actually. And uh, for a while, I uh, that was the thing. That was like the hiccup. You know, I didn't know what the name was going to be at all. But uh, we were on a music tour, actually. I was with this guy through Interscope. So we were on a music tour. And uh, it had gotten to a point where I was kind of like, man, like I really want to start making my own stuff, this and that, but I didn't want to rush to pick a name. Cause I think when it comes to branding and things like that, obviously logos and brand names are the pinnacle in the industry of what's going to catch an eye, you know? So, um, funny thing is, is I think that we were in Seattle, Washington during the time and, uh, we were going to Canada. So I was controlling like the GPS of where we needed to go for like our next show in uh in canada and i was like zoomed out on the maps and i saw this tiny little thing it was called blueberry hill farms and i was like what the hell is that like it was just like a weird unique thing so i like screenshotted it and it ended up being like a winery like it was or whatever like some winery i think or something like that and then um from there i was just like oh that's kind of cool like whatever and then uh it was weird man so the tour and the music that all that stuff ended up coming to an end because of COVID like for myself. So the travel stopped, the work stopped for a while and everything. And that's when I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, you got to rely on yourself. Like it's time to start something. So I flew from California at the time I was living in California and I was moving to Arizona. So I flew from California to Arizona and I had a stop in Vegas. And, uh, the weirdest thing I was still in my head. I was like, man, like, what the hell am I going to call this brand? Like I had a couple names, this and that. And I was like, yeah, I don't really know. And I get off um, the plane in Vegas and one of my homies, uh, his name's Bonin. He, uh, he picks me up from the airport and we go to like this random bar, like way off the strip, like not even close to anything anybody knows in Vegas. And uh, we're grabbing like a drink or two. And I look across the street and like, there's this little cafe that says, blueberry hill family restaurant like something like that and i was just like man like this this thing keeps popping up and at the time i was kind of like you know i don't want to try and like copy anything or whatever like that but at the same time um one was definitely a wine industry so the same like food and drink business and the other so i did a bunch of research and things like that and uh i just thought it was really unique and cool and i was like man what if i brought a, a household name like that into like the fashion industry and uh, sure enough, that's just what I ran with. So 
that's uh that's the story for it <laughs> yeah i think almost everybody has kind of a story for their name but yours yeah. is very unique i'd say most people just end up trying to come up with an idea of something that kind of uh fits their brand or kind of shows their brand's values but i think you just saw something that was recurring and kind of spoke to you that's really cool yeah yeah i mean there's other brands out there called like strawberry like this guy kai he's from toronto he has a brand called strawberry which is like streetwear i think it's super fresh um there's also like hidden gallery it has a sweatshirt that's like strawberry mansion or what like there's right. all kinds of little things here and there. I mean, fashion hand in hand. I mean, people take and copy and paste from everybody from ideas and things like that. So um, it's funny, like the object of a fruit has actually been used in fashion, obviously, a million times. And uh, I just think it was a different name and I thought it was cool. And I think that adding like the the hill part to it made it like a little bit more unique in a sense. And uh, yeah, man, I just thought it was like a super fresh name. I mean, the biggest thing behind it too is the number one question I still get asked to this day, whether it's a new customer, a random person seeing me wear a t-shirt or a trucker hat, they're just like, what is Blueberry Hill? Like that's what it always asks. And for me, that's kind of the picture I'm trying to paint. I want people to look at the name and the brand and be like, yo, what, like, what the fuck is that? That's fresh. Like what, right. what is, be what curious is about it? it? Yeah. And then tell the story through the clothes. That's kind of the whole, the whole goal of it. That's awesome. Yeah. As you continue to develop your identity, I'm sure consumers will understand the idea behind the name. So what struggles have you faced while developing your brand? Um, just sourcing materials, man. Like for sure. I, I, um, I didn't want to start this brand to be like a, a Gildan t-shirt screen print and like down the street, you know, I never wanted that. And that's not something I'll ever do. That's not how I started. Um, so I was lucky enough to source out manufacturing. So everything I do is hand cut and hand sewn uh, with my own tags, everything is fully designed and customized um, to the way that I want it to get to the consumer. So the biggest struggles in that was for sure, like sourcing materials um it's funny like right now while i have you on this facetime i mean i have i have booklets and pamphlets of like cotton materials and mesh materials for shorts and like all kinds of crazy stuff you know so these are all just samples that i've been sent over time and just you know being able to like hand pick like oh what what do i want for a hoodie what do i want for a t-shirt this and that so a lot of just back and forth with like timing you know um and that was the first big struggle, you know, it was like, what the hell am I going to make this material out of? And, uh, that was the thing, man. It was just like a long time it took to figure out what cottons I want to use for this. And I mean, still to this day, you know, it's trial and error. Um, I think that a fashion brand or anybody would be lying if they said that everything they try the first time is perfect. Cause that's obviously not the case. And that's why we have cool samples that never get released and things like that. But Another, another issue and a struggle would definitely be like turnaround time for sure. Since I do get my things made overseas, I think that, uh, it is a struggle, um, for sure. Uh, getting things, you know, here on time, but you know, I'm transitioning into that now as being as like a business owner and learning, you know, better, like timing, when to buy, when to ship, like all that good stuff. So, you know, definitely at the start of that, um, my goal is to always keep the customers happy. 
like number one for sure. But at the same time, this is something that I have definitely taken on on my own. So, you know, um, I do want people to know for sure. I mean, every, every order that's purchased, every package that's packed, everything sent at the mail is strictly done by me because I want things to be done right. I want the orders to be going to the right place and things like that. So that takes time, you know, as learning is, you know, um, putting a busy schedule aside in my regular life to make sure that business gets handled for sure, as in shipping out orders and things like that. So I, I would just say the legwork is a little bit of a struggle sometimes, but you know, it's just something I need to make more of a priority to keep the customers happy for sure. Yeah. Sounds like you put a lot of care into what you're doing. So how do you come up with these design ideas? Yeah. Um, honestly, man, just a lot of inspiration. Like, so that kind of somewhat goes back to like the roots of California and things like that, you know, growing up, um, being a Dodgers fan and going to Dodgers games of the stadium on the Hill. And you look out and there's just like palm trees everywhere and like crazy views and just the vibe of like Beverly Hills and West Hollywood and just like that LA culture, you know? So I think that um, my ideas, the whole goal behind the brand is that every collection will always be different. So once I put something out with a design that I come up with um, that design will never reoccur. That's kind of the goal. And I say that now until people are like, Hey, you got to restock this, restock this, restock this. But, you know, maybe eventually one day I'll get to that point of where I'm restocking things, but I want it to be more so of like a, if you think about a collection of a closet, right? Every single piece that you have in your closet is something that you've gone out of your way to obtain and create this somewhat of a wardrobe, you know? So I want my pieces to be that way for the consumer. So I want my customers to be like, to their friends, like, Hey, like, did you see this shirt that I got from two years ago or whatever? Yeah. It's crazy. Like nobody else might have it now or this or that, like that's kind of the end all goal with it. So the way that I come up with the designs, a lot of it, man, is just like, I'm a little crazy with it. You know, I'll, I'll be driving down the street and I'll see like a dope sign or a vintage hotel or something like that. And I'll literally get out of the car and take a picture. I'll zoom in and grab a picture and just this inspiration from all kinds of things, you know, like, all kinds of stuff, it depends, whether it's a super old vintage tea or something new or graffiti or street signs, like anything, you know, and I think that uh, all of that gets dialed down, you know, into uh, just an ideas and thoughts and then working with graphic designer to get the idea actually um, like on paper into a file to end up being uh, in placed into a garment. Yeah, that's really cool. Sounds like your customers can already like always expect the unexpected considering that you just kind of take um, inspiration from just about everything around you. Who would you say yeah. is your target customer? Is there yeah, a particular a person you're trying to create for? Are you uh, like age wise or just like in general? In general, like who do you envision wearing your clothes? Is there a particular person and what's your kind of like lifestyle like? Yeah, man, I think that's a good question. Um, I definitely, uh, the goal for sure would obviously to be having like, you know, big, big name guys wearing my stuff for sure. So I think that, you know, music artists would be cool, but at the same time, you know, that broadband spectrum of like, oh, I got to get my clothes in the famous people's hands. That also ties into the same thing of like, I want kids down at the skate park who are sh skating at the park, like with trash jeans, like wearing my shirt. Like, I think that's fresh. Like, I think it's cool. Um, 
really just anybody who has their own unique look and their own style that wants to, um, you know, use a peace of mind to, uh, to uh, just, you know, gain more of an attribute to their wardrobe, to be honest. It could be anybody, you know, I mean, really just somebody with a sense of style and a creativity base that thinks that uh, what I'm doing is cool. And, uh, you know, everybody who orders from my site and things like that, I, I love and appreciate at the utmost respect and things like that. Cause I think it's really awesome to be able to um, share my creative ability into like, you know, pieces of clothing for people to actually then have at their own home, which is pretty sweet. So pretty, pretty wide spectrum of that, that question, but that's a great question. So anybody from, you know, the, the kid Leroy's to the Justin Bieber's to future gonna all those guys to literally like the kids skating at the park or playing five on five with their homies in basketball shorts like mine like it just it's it really just it's a it's a whole wide thing you know so I think that anybody that wants to support and wear it um they have my blessing by far (laughs) that's awesome is there a particular design or item that you really cherish and that you're really proud of or like that you would see yourself wearing on the daily as far as one of my own yeah um Man, I'm a, I'm such a picky guy. Like, you know, my uh, my my girlfriend will go shopping for me, and she swears she knows me, and she does a great job. But sometimes she's like, "I thought you would hate this," but then I end up liking it. And then on the flip side of that, she'll be like, "I thought you would love this," and then maybe I wouldn't like it as much. Things like that. But um, I think that the first shirt that I ever came out with was a white, um, like collegiate university print kind of shirt, and. Uh, it says like blueberry and big writing with the hill underneath. And then there's the like, like blue cherries in between. So it kind of throws me back to like that vintage, like eighties and nineties, like collegiate, like university style font. And uh, that shirt that I made, I think is super sick. Um, it's a white tee, but uh, it's got like a really cool, like standout, like Royal blue and Kelly green logo on it. So I just think it's cool. It's a very well put together shirt. I would say, I just think it's, it's something that I could wear on the daily for sure, just because I could wear it wherever. And I think that it would get some attention for sure. I'm definitely, I'll have to go and check that out. Um, yes, sir. What opportunities or interactions have transpired during your time in business? Has there been any notable kind of interactions or like people that have really come up to you and kind of told you how much they appreciate your designs or what have you seen kind of transpire? Yeah, you know, um, that's all been as of recent. So I think the coolest thing for sure is like my homies from high school, you know, um, a lot of those guys and just friends and relationships that I've built with meeting people and traveling, always supporting me, just, you know, um, basically giving myself a, giving me a pat on the back saying, Hey, like, man, like what you're doing is actually cool. Like we think it's working, like this is fresh. So it's always good to have that like acknowledgement, but at the same time, um, my goal for all this is, my goal is to make things that people love, obviously, but it's always the biased opinion. You know, some people are going to love stuff. Some people are going to hate stuff. You just never know. And to me, at the end of the day, you know, I hate to say this to be that guy, but I don't really care, man. Like I'm expressing these things. I'm making, I'm making pieces that are comfortable, um, that I want to suit people very well. So I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, whatever I feel like making, I'm going to keep making and, I would hope that people would love it and enjoy it. And uh, 
if not, you know, that's okay. There's some people that may not like the style or it's not their taste or whatever, which is totally fine. I respect all opinions, but, um, yeah, man, I think that, uh, recently, um, TikTok is just a huge thing, you know? So, um, there's a guy, Mike Stud, who I was fortunate to go on tour with as well back in 2019, um, on the same tour that I was telling you, uh, with my buddy, Johnny Drama, uh, he was wearing my shorts in a TikTok, which is cool. He's actually on tour right now. Um, so shout out to him. He's on a tour called uh, Not My First Rodeo. So he's pretty dope. Um, he has a really cool merch as well that's done by this guy. His name is uh, Ben Foley. Um, definitely a guy that I look up to for sure. He's very creative. He's a really cool guy. Um, and uh, other things. I mean, I'm reaching out to some people right now that are uh, hopefully doing some cool stuff with my new collection, like over TikTok and things like that. And then uh, I recently um, was able to uh, like uh, send some clothes to the Kid Leroy as well through a mutual connection that I met through my buddy again, Johnny Drama. So he's given me some dope opportunities for sure that I've been able to, uh, you know, pinpoint and really try to take advantage of to uh, help this business grow eventually. Yeah, that's really cool. And what do you want to accomplish with your brand? Do you have a certain mission that you're trying to kind of see through? Yeah, man. I just think that I, I want it to become a household name for sure that when you bring it up, people know what you're talking about. And at the same time, um, the reason why I keep it so selectively like with pieces and not restocking is because I don't want it to be that brand that like is cool right now. And then it's whack a year later, you know, that's my biggest goal to steer away from that. So I think that, um, I think that making pieces that are not going to come out again and not going to like restock eventually like it keep it limited for the consumer to have that um opportunity to have that like one of one piece that comes out one time and then on the the flip side of that for myself is i think that um that gives me the opportunity to uh just be a little exclusive in a sense you know like it's funny because uh if you look at like playboy cardi for instance right you know a lot of people like him some people think his music sucks or whatever but at the end of the day he's a guy that people are always looking like, what he's, what is he going to do next? Cause he's got that like quiet little demeanor to him. That's like, what's he got up his sleeve or what's he doing this? And what, when's he doing that? And uh, that's kind of something that I always want to keep up in the air is a little bit of a mystery of, you know, just uh, what's the next move and kind of keep people on their toes in a sense. That's awesome. And sometimes it's really hard to kind of build a brand or find people that kind of, match with your goals and your mission so my next question goes to who or what do you need to achieve your business goals are you looking for somebody to join your team as a web developer like what are you kind of looking for or what do you need in order to reach your next goals yeah um i just want to give you a shout out real quick for sure just for uh for the viewers and stuff i think that uh you know, I've done some podcasts in the past and I think that um, just the questions that you're asking are just very valid and professional. And I think it's cool because you're giving me an opportunity to uh, definitely, you know, um, be able to preach my experience and things like that. So I just want to say thanks for having me on first and foremost. But, um, you know, as, as far as coming from the aspect of having a need for the brand, I think it's just um, just 
just put more time into it. You know what I mean? I think that at the end of the day that uh, things in life that you actually put time into, whether that's relationships or work or hobbies and this and that, I think that you're going to really see the fruition of it from what you put in, you know? So, and I really do believe that. I think that the places that people are at in life right now, um, it's because of what they did, you know, six months to a year ago, you know what I mean? So I think that if I just stay steady on the pace that I'm going and just keep working harder and harder at it, that I'll get to a point where I want to be. However, in that sense, um, in the near future, that'll come to building a team. So yeah, like a web developer would be great. A social media guy for sure, I think is obviously a huge help. Um, but you know, I think that as of right now, I think that, uh, as we're kind of growing steadily, I think that, um, for now, just the state, keep the intention on the, uh, the quality of the garments and stuff like that for the customers, I think is definitely the priority. And then, you know, eventually I think adding those uh, significant pieces to the team and to the brand, I think would be obviously outstanding. Cause I think that uh, the best thing that I've ever heard is like, you know, uh, cause this is so generic to say, but I think that when people say like, you know, the team's only as strong as the weakest link, you know, I really do believe in that because um if you have the owner of a company who is willing to, you know, go on and on and put in the work and hard work and this and that, and, you know, do the thing that I want to do, but, you know, part of my team is not willing to go the same stretch. I think that that's where you have those inner problems that can definitely, uh, you know, have turmoil and success and things like that. So I'm just very picky about like who I keep around me and things like that. So I think that in the near future, that'll grow steadily, but, um, mostly that'll be my friends though. I think, you know, I have a couple friends that are, uh, you know, very, um, very good at what they do technology wise and things like that. And also just, you know, fashion consuming and things like that as well. So I like to keep things a little family oriented for sure. So, yeah, that's almost essential to have the right people around you that motivate you or that can also, add their input and uh, opinions. So I think as you continue to grow and as you can like kind of see where your friends fit into this mission, that's awesome. So now I think we've kind of gone over just about everything about your brand. Obviously there's so much more in the works and so much that you've done in the past and we can't go over everything. But I guess now moving on to what do you see for the future and kind of allowing you to manifest an idea or like put an idea out there into the universe that you want to see come true. What is a personal goal or business goal that you'd like to put out there in the universe? Yeah, I think that um, a personal goal for myself for sure is uh, trying just to maintain more of a healthier lifestyle, you know, taking care of myself and things like that. And just making sure that my relationships are good with my family, my friends, um, my personal relationship, obviously, um, with the people I love, you know, I think that that's something that I always want to manifest and make sure stays, you know, in order as a priority. And then business wise, um, I would say, man, just, just grow, grow and become, um, a very, very big household name. Like I said, you know, I want everybody to obviously know what this brand's about, what it, uh, what we can do and what we can bring to the consumer. And, um, while, while keeping like the same backbone that I always want, which is 
comfortable garments that fit well, that feel well, that wash well, and that, uh, that don't break the bank. You know what I mean? So the goal is to, uh, yeah, just, just grow and be as successful as possible. And, uh, you know, I always manifest the dreams and stuff like that, but I think in, unless if you work hard to turn those into reality, they're just a hope. So that's kind of the way to sum that up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, keep working towards those goals. And there's no doubt that if you continue to put time in that those things will come true. So lastly, how can people connect with the brand or shop the brand? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's another thing I want to touch base on. So as for now, you know, uh, we are on TikTok, um, Blueberry Hill on TikTok, uh, Instagram as well. And then the website is always going to be in the Instagram bio. It's Blueberry Hill with an extra L.com. And uh, that's where you can shop any of the recent collections. Um, but uh, as far as that goes with the social media stuff, um, a big thing too is I'm not really the type of guy to pay for those like Instagram ads. Um, as much as that probably works for some people, I really do feel like the the faith and the word of mouth is something that I always have taken uh, a seriousness about because, you know, I think it's just like a kid trying to blow up in the music artist or something like that, or doing a dope podcast, you know, that is the quality is there. It's just that the reach needs to be bigger. And I think that just doing that generically and genuinely and um, just sticking to the roots, like I said, and, uh, making that happen just out of freaking hard work and love and care and gradually make those things move forward is, is definitely the importance. Wonderful. Well, I'll make sure to add a few links in the description of this episode. So listeners make sure to go check those out and show some support to uh, Nate. Thanks so much, Nate, for joining me on this episode. I really enjoyed speaking with you and uh, allowing you this opportunity to speak about your business because I think you're very passionate about it and I'm excited to follow your journey as it develops over time. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Uh, again, appreciate it, bro. Uh, I think this was great. Definitely. Uh, want to say thank you for allowing me to, uh, express a lot of stuff more so than just the clothing brand and life and things like that. So, um, definitely stay, stay in touch and, uh, we'll have to hop back on one of these and, uh, see what the time's like timeline is looking like eventually. So, um, wish the best for you and your family, man, and just stay healthy and uh, stay safe out there for sure. Thanks so much. The same to you. So thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode. And if you're not already go follow the Instagram at owens.exhibit and stay tuned for weekly episodes. Thanks so much.